0: Welcome to Lock SportsCast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 146, recorded June 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current, And in today's episode, Master Lock closing Milwaukee plant, the end of Circle City Con, removing parking boots, copying 3KS keys, duplicating keys via x-ray, LPU belt changes, criminals, new blog posts, videos to watch, new products, events, meetups, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of this show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post full links, but you can always find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. First off, I apologize for the skipping a show last week. I let my, uh, I didn't plan my weekend properly and I ran out of time. To get the episode done with all the other stuff that I had to get done. And this week's episode will probably be a bit long because of that. A few extra things thrown in here, even leaving a bunch of stuff by the wayside. Um, So it's probably going to be a bit of a long show and might be a little difficult to listen to because I'm having a hard time talking this week. I don't know why. Anyway, so first up in the news Master Lock plans to close its Milwaukee manufacturing plant in March of 2024. And in a statement provided, announcing that closure they say this decision is not a reflection of the skills performance or commitment of the milwaukee workforce and it is not made lightly rather this is an opportunity to continue to enhance our supply chain resilience maximize potential growth of the business and maintain our competitiveness into the future in a statement sent to a local news channel a spokesman said that it will fully transition its manufacturing from the milwaukee plant To its other North American and global manufacturing operations, as well as external suppliers. The company also said that it is committed to helping all of the displaced workers throughout the process by working closely with the UAW Local 469 during during effects bargaining to ensure a smooth transition. And Mayor Cavalier-Johnson issued a statement in which he says, I am enormously disappointed by the impending closure of the Masterlock facility. It's a slap in the face to hardworking Milwaukee employees. They certainly deserve greater respect and appreciation from their company. Less than a decade ago, Master Lock invited President Barack Obama to the same facility to celebrate the insuring of jobs. Now the company is going the opposite direction, defying the trend of growing and manufacturing jobs in the United States. And United Auto Workers Region 4 issued a statement saying, in part... We are disgusted yet again as another profitable corporation has decided to close the doors of a manufacturing icon in corporate America's never-ending quest for profit without any regard for the people amassing their wealth. And Masterlock was founded originally in Milwaukee in 1921. In the 80s and 90s, the company employed as many as 1,300 workers at its Milwaukee factory. But soon after that, Masterlock began outsourcing its production to China and Mexico, and the company also moved its headquarters to Oak Creek, a Milwaukee suburb, in 2003. In other news, out of Atlanta, a local entrepreneur claims he has the solution to freeing vehicles from metal parking boots. Christian Verretti Verretti, um, is an Atlanta resident that says he has had his car booted more times than he can count. And in... He says, quote, it just seems wrong. To me, it comes off as extortion. If I don't have $75, what am I supposed to do? According to several articles in Georgia, vehicles can only be booted if a community has an existing ordinance allowing the practice. And that is the case in Atlanta where private property owners are required to post signage. And those doing the booting must always carry a permit. A couple of the articles also mention that there is a potential for scammers to Uh, illegally boot vehicles so uh, mr veretti has recently launched atl boot key which is a business where he is selling duplicates of many of the keys the booting companies use to immobilize vehicles in the atlanta area he says so far he's sold around 600 keys he says there are maybe some six or seven companies that boot He says there are a few really big companies that have the majority of the contracts in the area, and he has keys for all of their boots. He says he's not doing this for the money. He says the ultimate goal is to put them out of business. He says, and I quote, I want the boot banned. This is really just to raise awareness about getting the boot banned, end quote. According to one article, they say that the Atlanta Police Department says it is completely okay to get one of the keys and bust yourself out of a private lot. The only two ways you can get into trouble are if you steal the boot or cause damage. However, in another part of the same article, they show a picture of a public information announcement from the local Atlanta Police Department. And at the bottom of that, it says, while owning a boot key is not illegal, here's what the public needs to know. It is not illegal to own a boot key. If you use the boot key to modify, tamper, or disengage a booting device from a vehicle, you can be charged with criminal trespass, theft of services, taking by theft, or damage to property second degree. So a little bit of confusion there. So if you do live in the Atlanta area, I would recommend that you follow some of the links in the show notes and check out your local ordinances, maybe talk with your local police department before you even think about removing the boot. Or just do it and take your chances, which is apparently what a couple of girls called the Boot Girls are doing. These two women are challenging Atlanta's parking enforcement industry. They are doing so by purchasing keys from uh, the ATL Boot Key site and using them to free booted cars around Atlanta for $50 each, undercutting the official boot removal fee of $75 uh, per day. I will link that article in the show notes as well. That was uh, by NPR. Sounds like a lot of pushback happening in Atlanta to the practice of booting vehicles. And then this next uh, story, I didn't know where to put this, but uh, Multipick is having a summer contest to win one of their new Multipick Eris Disk Detainer and Dimple Lock opening systems. Um, This is a really expensive system, and they say that the way you enter the raffle is by buying products during the campaign period and everybody who purchases gets entries into the raffle. Uh, full details can be found at links in the show notes if you're interested. Moving on to community news, there is an announcement that was shared with me from Circle CityCon, and it says, for the past 10 years, Circle CityCon has been a conference many in the community have looked forward to. We have featured hundreds of speakers and trainers, educated hundreds of students, and enjoyed the company of thousands of attendees. This year, however, we will have to call it our last. There is no doubt the world of conferencing was forever changed by the COVID pandemic. We went remote in 2020 and 2021 and believed that when we returned in person in 2022, we would have a promising turnout. The hope was that the turnout would show that people were ready to come back to the world of in-person events. Unfortunately, a lack of turnout and sponsorship interest nearly ended the conference in 2022. We were able to pull together enough funds to satisfy obligations in 2022 and believe 2023 would be a better year. However, inflation and rising costs have hit not just the industry, but also our attendees' ability to travel and come to conferences as well. This year, we simply do not have sufficient funds to cover the conference. It is because of these circumstances that we have no other choice but to dissolve C3 Conferences, Inc and cancel the in-person event scheduled for June 23rd through the 25th. We understand this will break the hearts of our volunteers, staff, and attendees who have been with us over the years, or perhaps looked forward to their first Circle City Con. We cannot express how sorry we are that it has come to this. Though we cannot be in person, we have a virtual event to celebrate a final year, present talks you are excited to see, and put on a show that will hopefully be remembered for years to come, stay tuned for more information about the virtual conference we hope to see you there and that is from the board of directors so some sad news there you uh, know hopefully the virtual event goes off well and uh wish the best to all of the board members and we have a few updates about lpubelts.com uh, first up we have the 100 day update they start off with a reminder that uh Everything is logged anonymously, and they don't have Google or other analytics providers on the site due to respect for people's privacy. But they do say traffic to the site is increasing. The number of locks viewed per visit is increasing. And they're now up to about 180 visitors to the site each day. Of those visitors, they're up to visits from 79 different countries. Uh, That's up from 68 in the last update. And they say that's up to 40% of all the countries recognized by the UN. And there'll be a link in the show notes. And they have a link to a full statistics report if you want to see that. They also put a post on the Reddit saying that they need pictures. It says, lpubelts.com needs you to take photos. They want to get photos for every one of the 150 most popular locks. As of this post, there are only five outstanding and those were the Abus 8435, the generic or unknown four lever curtain lock, the Abus Bravus 4000, the Abus 6050 and the Abus KW14. I don't know right off if any of those have already been done, but check out the link in the show notes if you have any of those locks and might be willing to take some pictures. And while we're on the subject, the team has announced in the Discord that they have created an LPU helper bot that is live on the Discord right now. And you can use it to search for the locks you want from the Belt Explorer and bring that information directly into the Discord server. So if you're a member of the Discord and you're interested, check out the announcement channel for more information on that. And Lockpickers United also posted on the Reddit and Discord that they will be joining in on the June 12th through 14th protest of Reddit's API changes. Those changes will essentially kill all third-party apps, including ones that are used by moderators to help moderate Reddit. They want to be clear that this is just a protest of Reddit. Um, They will not be bringing down the Discord chat, so you can go over there to talk about stuff still. They also have created a community on Lemmy, which is evidently a federated alternative to Reddit that is still in early development, but they do have an instance over there if you want to check that out while they are on their break from Reddit. And over on Reddit, one user posted the question, what say you all about the Covert Companion? The post said, looking to purchase one seems expensive. Just thought I'd get some opinions and see if anyone here might have one that lives on the shelf. Would be a nice addition to my gadgets. I'm just having a hard time justifying a $90 tool I don't actually need. And this post generated a good amount of discussion in the comments about people that like the Covert Companion, people that like it, think it's worth it, people that like it, think it's too expensive, though, people who found problems with it. Uh, So if you are thinking about buying a Covert Companion, or you've uh, bought one and you have strong opinions about it, you can head over to the link in the show notes and uh, continue the conversation. You might want to do it before the 12th of June though, when they take their break from Reddit. And last month, I covered a Reddit post announcing the first open of a 3KS with a 3D printed key. Since then, Reinder has put out a few videos demonstrating several of the 3D printed keys in use in actual locks, and uh, another video kind of showing a little bit of the process used, some of the software he uses some of the software that's used in the process. These are not talking videos, so there's not like a an explanation, but you can get a good idea from watching kind of what's going on if you are curious. I recommend checking those out. And also, over on Twitter, lockpicking dev put up a tweet that said that said this is really cool. I saw a post on the Face app from someone who used this to print a perfect replica of the 3KS key they said they will try to share a video of it working with me. Stay tuned. And what is highlighted is the OpenScan MIDI. And evidently, uh, somebody used the OpenScan Mini, which is a 3D scanning device. Anyway, they used the OpenScan Mini to scan a 3KS key and print duplicate. So whether you can get a good quality picture, you could duplicate it the way Render does. Or if you have physical access to the key, you can put it in the OpenScan Mini. and uh, Make a 3D scan of it to print it out. And moving on to videos, first up, why you should never post a picture of your key. Pretty obvious to most of us who have been in this for a while, but what I really like about this is this is a big channel. This is Donut uh, Donut Media. They do a lot of car stuff, and getting this out to millions of subscribers that aren't lock junkies like the rest of us is really good news. The description says, We heard you should never post a picture of your car key. Can someone actually duplicate your key from a photo? We tried to find out and see what other dangers you should be careful of when you post car stuff on social media. And they go on to demonstrate how you can duplicate a key from just a picture on social media or a picture in a video. So uh, good on them for raising awareness on this. It doesn't take much. If you can get a key, if you can get a picture of a key, and they're focusing specifically on vehicles, but as we all know, works on house keys and lots of other keys, and can even work on now on a 3KS key. So don't show pictures of your keys, and good for them for raising awareness on that. And Lockpicking Lawyer put out his video, number 1543, Legal Department Keyway Designs, question mark. In the video, Lockpicking Lawyer mentions that the keyway may have been designed in the shape of the Avis logo. In order to use trademark protections to create a longer-term protection than just patents allow, there has been some really good discussion of that possibility in the comments. Sounds like it would be a legal long shot, but that doesn't mean that they won't try. And realistically, just the threat of expensive legal action might be enough to discourage others from attempting to make compatible blanks. I'm sure there are not that many out there that people are going to want copies of, if you start making blanks, you don't sell very many, and then you've got to fight a costly legal action against ABUS. even if ABIS loses in the long run, it's expensive. Are you going to turn enough of a profit to pay for it? So while even if it isn't a great legal argument and it did lose in court, it might be enough of a bluff to help them protect their uh, key blanks. That's my take on it. But if you want to get on, in on the talk, be sure to check out Peaking Lawyer's video and check out the comments. If you're looking for uh, some impressive picking to watch, you can check out Panda Frog's video, Underwater Mastery, Picking and Gutting an American Lock Underwater with Precision. (laughs) That's a long title. Anyway, it is a full pick and gut of an American lock while diving. Underwater, wearing gloves and all, um, with sediment floating around (laughs) uh, to block his view. A very impressive accomplishment. So way to go, Panda Frog, And uh, thank you to Jeff and Things for sharing that with the show. Moving on to blog posts. We have several new blog posts uh, put up since my last episode. First off, Tool's Black Bag has a post called May Contain Hackers 2022. And this post is highlighting the physical security content provided by Tool in the lockpicking village of May Contain Hackers 2022 including hands-on instruction, challenges, and several talks. Sounds like they uh, had a lot of good stuff going on at that con. And they also put up another article called What Happens at a Tool Meetup. And I think the title of this one says it all. So if you've ever been curious what happens at a tool meetup, be sure to check out the blog post. Uh, Lock Judge has a couple of new articles out as well. First up is Expert Tips, Lock Lubricants, Lock Care, and more. They say locks play a pivotal role in safeguarding our valuable assets, yet their maintenance often falls by the wayside. This guide serves as a comprehensive resource on lubricants for locks and lock care, highlighting the need for regular upkeep and the role of lubricants in enhancing the longevity and functionality of your locks. The second article they put up was called Myths About Lock Picking. They say, lockpicking has been shrouded in mystery and misconception for as long as it has existed. People often associate it with criminal activity and assume that anyone who picks locks must be a thief or a burglar. In reality, lockpicking is a legitimate skill that is used by professionals in various fields such as law enforcement, security, locksmiths, and people who pick as a hobby. In this article, we will take a closer look at some of the most common myths and lies about lockpicking and separate facts. From fiction links in the show notes to both of those if either of those piqued your interest and if you haven't already seen lockpicking lawyer do this on his channel sparrows has an article up called lockpicking with chemistry they say gallium is a chemical element with the symbol ga and an atomic number of 31 it is a soft silvery metal that is in the same group as aluminum in the periodic table gallium has a low melting point which is just above room temperature, making it a unique element with some interesting properties. One of those properties is that it can quickly turn aluminum housing of a lock into a brittle chalk-like substance. And then the article goes into a lot more detail about that. So if you're interested, link in the show notes, moving on to products, we have a video that was posted by rubber band called an announcement about impressioning handle or the town crier keeps their job the description says this is a new version of my impressioning handle i go over some features clear my voice box and compare versus the older model please enjoy the most significant change here is that the new handle is made of lightweight aluminum rather than steel and uh, talks about some of the changes that had to be made because of that so look forward to that improvement coming up for sale And Covert Instruments has a new add-on for the Covert Companion, the SSF Dimple Rake. The description says, after much research and experimentation, we believe this Dimple Rake to be the single most effective of its kind on the market today. Fits best opposite the SSF Padlock Bypass driver. And it goes for $9 on the Covert Instrument website. And over on Twitter, Tony Varelli put up an announcement of a new product said many of you know i sell 3d printed items for locksport on my site 3dlocksport.com and on ebay well i decided there are other non related items i want to sell now as well so i opened an etsy shop only one listing up so far but check it out the product is the bitcoin wallet fridge magnet it says are you ready to add a touch of retro humor to your kitchen look no further our novelty floppy disk bitcoin wallet fridge magnets that's a mouthful, are the perfect blend of nostalgia and comedy. These unique magnets are made from authentic floppy disks that have been transformed into functional fridge accessories. Each magnet features an authentic floppy disk, complete with iconic sliding metal cover. While they may look like genuine Bitcoin wallets, we assure you there is no actual wallet data stored on these disks. The humor lies in the fact that magnets, as you may know, would render floppy disk data useless. Imagine the chaos if these were real Bitcoin wallets. Their value would be magically wiped away. Anyway, $19.99 on Tony's Etsy store. And then we have one more Reddit post that I put in the category of resources here. This is entitled, One Approach to Getting Started. Picks, locks, tools, etc. It starts off by saying, I wrote this as a comment on a specific request from a prospective picker in the U.S., but it's also one of my general recommendations for folks looking to get started. But basically, it's a post of recommendations on getting started, what picks, locks, tools, etc. you should pick up. This is just one person's opinion, but it might be useful for new pickers getting started. So if you yourself are a new picker, be sure to check it out. If you are not, but you know somebody else and you don't want to make your own list to give them, you might point them this way. Moving on to events and meetups. First up, we have Circle City Con reminder, June 23rd, now virtual, originally taking place in Indianapolis, Indianapolis Indiana, but now virtual. Be sure to check out the last Circle CityCon if you have a chance. BlockFest EU taking place September 23rd in Karlovy, very Czech Republic. Hack for Kids Grand Rapids, September 29th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Besides Augusta, October seventh in Augusta, Georgia. Besides Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida, on October fourteenth. The MLA Expo, October twentieth in Saint Quentin Gate, Teleford, Shropshire. What a mouthful. Uh, Saint Con, October twenty fourth, Provo, Utah. ISSA Columbus, October twenty first in Columbus, Georgia, and DEFCON thirty one, August tenth in Las Vegas, Nevada. Those are. Uh, Different cons, most of them security cons, but uh, different cons that have some sort of lock sport or physical security content promised. Moving on to Lockpickers United belts this week. Several new belts to announce since I took a week off. And we have stats and some belt changelogs coming up here. So let's get started here. We have a new purple belt for lock chuck. Congratulations lock chuck. A new brown belt for loose shirt 6551, so congratulations to you on that. And two new black belts. We have vinsanity 0 from the first post to black belt in 3 months. And along the way picked the goal V18 and the West 917 and successfully manipulated a group 2 safe dial and learned impressioning. So very impressive list of accomplishments in a very short period of time so congratulations to you finsanity and also a big congratulations to lady locks in addition to picking the dom ix twin star and the miwa u9 she managed to impression two master locks and created picking time a community live stream project with the goal of furthering the spread of ideas among many other things it is a great little social engagement opportunity for those in the Locksport community i believe those happen on sundays so be sure to check out lady lock's channel for the picking time live streams and uh be sure to congratulate her on her black belt we have the latest belt stats uh over on reddit We have a total of 6,462 people participating in the belt system on Reddit alone. Uh, There are a lot of duplication between the Reddit stats and the Discord stats. I'm just going to go over the Reddit stats this time because there's so much overlapping on there. Uh, White belts, 1,059. Yellow belts, 1,761. Orange belts, 2,239. Green belts, 796. Blue belts, 266. Purple belts... 121 brown belts 65 red belts 49 and 106 black belts on the reddit and that is the biggest divergence is on the discord there are 52 red belts and 110 black belts so there are just a couple more that are registered on the discord than are on the reddit itself we also had some belt changes a change log was posted for changes between february and may so first up here we have two listings for multi-lock interactives with four pins. These are listed as old change that was never officially listed but has precedence. The first is the four pin spool driver version is a blue belt, the four pin serrated version is a purple belt. Then we have the Hori Trident with spools is going to be red, the Medico M4 red. The Inan Inaho Turkey three row short format it's going to be blue cavio ts007 exterior is purple capital magnet camlock is purple the clavis 10 pin which is dual row all spools purple the ruko combi 900 purple the Luxnik lc it's going to be blue the Lu- lux e8 blue the abloy easy black abloy cento black the multi-lock classic pro and mtl 400 will be purple the abyss x plus will be brown asa 500 with barrel drivers and match sleeve is blue the asa 700 with gin drivers and match sleeve is red the mailbox 12 wafer mailbox Camlock, orange then we have some upgrades here we have the sergeant mortis which is going from orange to green. The ASA 500 with gin spools and match counter milling goes from purple to brown. Toko's Pro goes from red to black. JPM Surf and Ruko Combi Plus go from red to black. And no downgrades this time, so good news there. And for anyone who is curious but not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the official rules and some videos and other stuff. Explaining what the system is, how it works, and why you might get a kick out of doing it. And now we move on to the time to say thank you to the people that made this particular episode possible. Uh we'll start with the financial supporters. We have Panda Frog, Michael Gilcrest, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bond's Locksport Journey, Pat from uncensored Tactical, Three Recons and a Coat, Terrell A.K. Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking Snake, paracentric and john r chief content producer who's the person who sent in the most information used in the show is cherell aka anthony other content producers barebones lock picking fire shaper i Fisk, i'm gumby iona west jeff and things jimmy longs joshua gonzalez cali to cali lady locks lock judge lock dev norlin open lock peace weapon pocket woman Red Wanderer, Sep Clues, Tequila Dave, The Greenish One, and Tony Verley. Thank you to all of you for your support. This show would not be possible without that support. If you value this podcast, if you want to keep it going, the number one most important thing you can do is help out by sending in information. This show lives and dies by the information that is sent in by the community. So the number one most important thing you can do to help the show keep going is send in news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have, that the Locksport community might benefit from knowing or might just enjoy knowing. You can either send it via email, podcast at thelocksportscast.com, or tag me in social media. If you don't have any news to share, but you still want to help out, there are other ways to help. You can share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. The more people that listen, the more people that are able to send in information. You can also help the show get discovered by... Trying to raise it in the rankings. You can do that by leaving review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform you listen on allows. Don't forget to subscribe on those platforms. And if you want to help financially, you're certainly welcome to do so. You can donate via PayPal, subscribe on Patreon, or Subscribestar. You don't really get anything for it. So it's only out of the goodness of your heart. I don't make any promises for anything you will actually get out of it other than a few hours of uh, early release on the audio version. If you do support the show with a donation or information that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I mentioned just a little bit ago. And since we've done a lot of talking about copying keys earlier in this episode, I thought I would share a little bit of a funny story that was sent in. It was titled, Man Swallows Truck Key, Locksmith Uses X-Ray. A gentleman named Arthur Richardson thought he'd pull a prank and pretend to swallow his friend's truck key. But the prank backfired when he plopped the key in his mouth and ended up actually swallowing it. Of course, you know, his friend needed to use his truck. Uh, they tried several things, inducing vomiting, uh, trying to flush it out other ways, but ended up going to the doctor. The doctor x-rayed his stomach and got a, ended up getting a clear picture of the key. The doctor said the key currently poses no danger. They took the x-ray of the key to a locksmith who used the pictures to fashion a new key so john summers owner of al's lock and safe said he had never made a key from an x-ray before but he was successful in making a working key from the image on an x-ray again proving don't show people pictures of your keys and don't show them x-rays of your keys either moving on to criminal news we have police make an arrest in commercial property break-in in Gulep or Gulef. I'm not sure how you say this, Ontario, Canada. Uh, police arrested a man in connection with break-in at a commercial property near Scottsdale Stone Road intersection. Police said that around 5:02 a.m. they were contacted regarding a break and enter in progress at a commercial property. A man had entered the underground parking garage of the property and was accessing the building through the elevators. Police arrived on scene and observed a man fleeing the building on foot. The male was arrested a short distance away. A search incident to the arrest revealed the man had break and enter tools, including lock picking set and wire cutters and mail not in his name. The 29-year-old male has been charged with multiple different crimes and he is being held in custody pending a bail hearing as of the posting of this article and next we move on to east soberg in the netherlands i believe and i'm probably ruining that pronunciation for them burglars tried to steal church safe in east soberg it says strangers tried to steal a safe from the open havenkirk in oost soberg i I don't know how this is a, a translated article by the way They dragged the heavy safe outside, but ended up leaving it there. The burglary was discovered in the morning. When he arrived at the church, initially the main gate did not open. As he entered the church through another gate and through the back door, he saw rubbish on the floor. The safe had disappeared from the small room of the church where it was stored. He said that they had held a second chance market, a flea market, the day before, and there was almost 5,600 euros in the safe. In the end, the safe was located outside the building, inside the fence. They currently think that they were unable to open it, but because the safe had been worked on pretty heavily, they are no longer able to open it with the key. So he doesn't know for sure if the money is still in there. And looking at this, Google Translate is apparently translating door into gate. When it said initially the gate did not want to open, that should have been initially the door did not want to open. So we entered the church through the other door. And because the uh, door would not open, they were forced to hold services outside later that day. I'm guessing that the thieves would not have bothered to try and relock the safe if they did get it open. So I'm hoping that their money is still in there and that the thieves were not able to actually access it. But you never know. All right, moving on to the sales section. We do have a few new ones in this section, so might be worth listening if you would normally skip it. We have the Red Team Tools has their discount page, discount items page, and there's a link to that in the show notes. Jimmy Longs has a 20% off discount code if you use the code THELOCKSPORTSCAST. So be sure to use that if you head over to jimmylongs.com for his wonderful picks. If you're shopping at 3D Lock Sport, you can get 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Over at Barebones Lockpicking, the code for June is Greg C10. That's G-R-E-G-C-E-E 10 for 10% off at Barebones Lockpicking. And over at Vent or ZFix, they have a special p- specials page where you can find all of their current special offers. Multipick now also has a sale page. Their Hello Summer Sale Uh, items are up to 30% off. No code required. Just use the link. But they do also have several codes available out there, all listed in the show notes. I don't know if these can be compounded on other sale items, so I suppose it wouldn't hurt to try it, but I wouldn't make any promises. Southord has their Sale Items page. As well as their cosmetically blemished page, both of which require no extra codes, just a link in the show notes. Over at Law Lock Tools, you can save 10 percent off if you use the coupon code provided by Review Guru over on Twitter. You can save on pouches and the Ridgeback set if they are still in stock by using the specific codes in the show notes for those. Petersons has several discount codes out right now. Um, one is for their Pro One tubular pick, 34% off the Pro One pick with the code listed in the show notes. And then they also have more of their mistakes. So they have their Peterson's Adams Wright Slim Jim, which was made out of the wrong metal. Uh, they have code available for that. And there's a little bit of a confusion. There's two codes. I'm not sure which one is the correct working one. So they're both in the show notes. And then their. Ugly pick sale, which are a bunch of picks that have blemishes. A lot of them don't seem to have the correct profile from the pictures, stuff like that. Anyway, they're really cheap, but you have a $35 minimum purchase to use the code. So uh, keep that in mind. Over at Artisan Ideas, you can use the code Jason to save on the Antique Lock and Keys, their history, uses, and mechanisms book that uh, Jason recommends over there. We have the ever-present 15% off at Mako Locks if you use the code BuyMako, and 10% off at UK Lockpickers if you use the code Gift. As far as giveaways, we have the Lotto Lock Tuesday. Pocket Woman does regular giveaways as part of that, so be sure to check those out if you're into giveaways. And lady locks and friends quite often do giveaways as part of the picking time live streams. So be sure to check those out and CLK supplies does their weekly lock boss giveaway as well as their bigger uh, prize that they are doing. It looks like about twice a year right now. Every entry for the lock boss giveaway enters you for both. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for your patience and, uh, understanding that i miss an episode here and there and that the the days are going to be changing here on out i know it's a little inconvenient on your side but it really does make things a lot easier on my side and it's definitely reducing my stress even though i missed last week because my own poor planning anyway thank you for listening uh appreciate you all remember to keep sharing the show with your friends and to keep it legal